Welcome back to another episode of Blockcast. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yorchi Financial Coconut. Hi, and I'm Mark, uh, CEO and founder of Blockhead. And this is Timothy Mizier, a managing editor at Blockhead. How's it going? Mm, okay, finally we are back. <laughs> finally. It's only been a week, yeah. but you've been gone for a while. I've been gone for two weeks, right? Because uh, I needed a break, guys. I mean, we, <laughs> we, 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 we did so much during the budget. I cannot, I cannot, really. Uh, okay, great. Is it work from home? Better be work from home, period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be more concerned if it's not work from home. But yes, yes. For all of you out there, you know, uh, you can DM Mark lah for whatever else you need. Lah, huh? But yes, <laughs> cool. we are. So yeah, three big stories every week. Um, Today, who wants to roll? Who, who is starting our first story today? Huh? I'll take the first story. Um, okay. You know, this is something that we've been wanting to talk about. Uh, and also, one of your uh, followers on telegram also raised this topic he's like i think someone was asking a couple days ago um, for us to talk about silvergate um, great thanks for responding to uh community needs oh, right we have heard it's, your feedback and we have answered very good <laughs> that's the basis of building a great show right listen to the people please yeah i mean it, it is you know it, it looks like this is the crypto industry's next big blow up so you know after like two months of like a relative holiday from bad news <laughs> uh you know th- things seem a bit more normal now like, with more blow-ups and, and and crisis in store okay silvergate you know basically it's a crypto friendly bank uh you know it operated uh, an exchange network that allowed um you know uh, it, its clients to send usd and euros at all times 24 hour uh payments network and then they have been supporting crypto exchanges and related businesses which traditionally have found it hard to access the banking system but silvergate is one of several banks that service such clients they are also one of the biggest but you know it looks like it's the end of Silvergate. Yeah, you know, it's it, all it, over it, the it, news already. It's all over the news. Yeah. Everybody is covering, say it is dead. It is shut operations and all that shit. Well, look, like the, the interesting thing about this particular uh, bank is that, you know, it's also listed the stock exchange. You can buy it, right? So at, at one point personally, like yeah, I held Silvergate stock in the same way that, you know, like I thought buying Coinbase was a good idea. <laughs> it's a similar theme here, like, you know what I mean? I'm sorry for laughing, but I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Please continue. No, it's okay. I mean, like you know, I I, uh, I can you know people can learn from my mistakes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all learn. We all learn. You know, well, see, right? I, if you have deposited money in in exchange before, like an overseas exchange, like you know, like uh, with a name like say FTX, <laughs> another mistake. <laughs> right? uh, you would uh, definitely have used Silvergate. Okay, like, mm. you know, uh, uh, when you think about the transfer that you have to do from your bank account to like uh, an exchange like FTX, right? Um, the depositing of the receiving party on the other end uh, is Silvergate Bank. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. So so that, that really is the connection. And then that, that's why I thought it was a good idea because I went, hey, most of the crypto exchanges I know use Silvergate. This should be a good investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then voila. <laughs> And then, you know, but what, the rest, as they say, is history. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but what exactly happened, Tim? Like, like why why the situation? Like, I mean, it's all over the news now. It has collapsed, blah, blah, blah. But, but what happened? I, I think it started, like, a while back. They received some heat from regulators in the US. Um, and also, there was a criminal, well, I think it's still ongoing, criminal investigation by the Justice Department's fraud unit into uh, Silvergate's dealings with FTX and Alameda. And then I think uh, things came to a head like several weeks ago when Silvergate 
then file its annual report and said that it's uh, it may be less than well capitalized and that it's reevaluating its business. Soon after, it shut down its Silvergate uh, exchange network, which is the, the its payments network. And then, you know, crypto players that use the bank, like Coinbase, Circle, Paxos, Wintermute, Gemini, you know, all the big players, uh, all their clients, they exited their partnerships or reduced the exposure to this banker. Well, yesterday, Bloomberg reported that it, uh, it plans to wind down operations and liquidate the bank. Uh, apparently, it's the first bank failure in the US since 2020. Yeah, I mean, it's a small bank, law, honestly. I mean, you know. I mean, they literally had a bank run, right? Yeah. If you think about it, <laughs> yeah. they literally had a bank run. The, the headline for this one shouldn't be Silvergate in crisis. It's more like Silvergate has collapsed. Like full stop. Mm. Yeah, done. I mean, I, prepa- I prepared yeah. the notes b- before <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think anybody will go in anymore. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, then then what? What are the what are the impacts? And I mean, when you when you think about it, it, it it's essentially a bank run. People pull mm. money out, and if all these big boys pull their money out, then then it's okay, right? In that sense, like it's not it's not the contagion. In fact, it's not going to be that crazy, right? I mean, so far we've seen like crypto related stocks haven't taken a hit. Like, you know, uh, Bitcoin miners, they, they've fallen, you know, between like 2 to 10% in the past few days. Micro strategy as well. I think it's like 4%. Coinbase also, uh, after getting a bit of a pickup in recent months, uh, it's been slipping a little. And Wait, but is that, is that actually any impact on these companies? Like, like let's say like Silvergate collapses, is it going to impact these other companies? Do you have any thoughts around this? Or is it just like, oh, everybody's scared. So all the crypto stuff, no, well, it just look, drop. I think it's very different here in the sense that, um, mm. you know, when the major exchanges like Coinbase, uh, they've already moved, you know, the money out of Sil- Silvergate and are now like, you know, doing business with like, you know, like other banks. I think one, mm. one thing here is that, you know, when you have like a financial institution like Silvergate or a bank uh, that's over-reliant on cryptocurrencies, right? This is what happens. Because uh, in most cases, you know, when you look at say banks, you know, this, this particular asset class, right? And, you know, it's just one part of of like, you know, like a bigger portfolio of uh, products or services that they provide. But, you know, in this case, Silvergate, you know, they, they made their name. The entire business was really built around cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. So it's really, yeah. it was really an all-in strategy for them. Um, yeah. And the kind of contagion that I think could happen, I'll put the risk to quite minimal because it, it is a regulated financial institution in the US, right? Uh, actually, if I'm not wrong, they might be incorporated in the Bahamas. I'll go and check again. Mm, but anyway, regulation not very not very comforting these days anyway. But yeah, please. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, um, in this case, you know, it's it's not gonna be an FTX situation where like, you know, they took kind of like, you know, like a commingled customer like uh yeah, yeah. Uh, deposits into one account, right? Like Silvergate would have had to kind of keep their customer uh funds separate. Yes, yes. Right. So I think on okay. this point, this is not like another FTX blow up. Lah. So, you know, we, we're, not, we're not going to see another huge fallout because of this implosion, right? It is just the latest in a long line of like casualties. <laughs> it's like a tremor. Lah. It's a tremor. It, essentially it's a tremor. because it's yeah. a tremor, right? Essentially because of the big collapse. You you, you say uh, they are a small bank, but they're one of the biggest in the crypto space. Uh. Yes, mm. they're one of the biggest in the crypto space. But I mean, small in terms of like when you compare it with like your more traditional names, uh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course, of course. In terms of market cap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but it's a different discussion, yes. I mean, dude, guys, at one point, like, you know, like Silvergate stock rocketed by 300%, man. This is like during the bull run. Yeah. Everything <laughs> everything went up that kind of crazy numbers, bro. But but anyway, anyway. I mean, Blockit has did, did a story earlier this week um, that we spoke to some uh, asset managers who, who dealt in digital assets uh, on what they're doing. So, yeah, they yes, they said they're all taking... 
their their funds out of Silvergate and they're they're struggling to find uh, new banking partners and they're looking to Swiss banks. Uh, that's what they said. Mm. Um, yeah, Signum, Seba, and then you know some other smaller banks in in the Bahamas. These are banks known for their crypto centric strategies. So um, yeah, financial institutions that deal with digital assets, they are looking for new banking partners and you know i guess the swiss banks are going to benefit from 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 this shift yeah yeah fair i mean it is it is what it is right it's like how people move money out of hong kong then they all end up in singapore but anyway anyway that's a different discussion <laughs> you know but but I'm, I'm more interested like why why are all these things coming down like you know like because it doesn't look like there's any serious contagion risk you know so why are all the different things falling probably a sentiment driven doesn't sound like a fundamental problem you know uh, mm. with all these different other other verticals lah, right but it's always great to kind of check back on your companies maybe maybe there are the few companies that haven't pulled out Silvergate right then you can slap them uh, fire the management right <laughs> but <laughs> but we will see we will see yeah, but you, you, you're right I don't know like, for sure exactly you know whether there's any real, real mismanagement here lah. you know is that Tim I don't I didn't seem to no, I no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, and and this is at least to me, you know, okay, this creates like more uncertainty and fear around the crypto space. But this is a a banking industry problem. Uh, like it's it's the crypto companies, crypto exchanges, and all these guys. They are the ones that are being careful now, and that's why they're taking their money out in advance. So. Mm. Yeah, yep. you could see it as the crypto industry is proactively risk managing after yeah. all the lessons in the past year. I mean, they they, they were they were getting investigated by the SEC, You know, uh, for for um, d- during the whole FTX crisis. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which re- I guess real life. Know, leads us to our next story. <laughs> Great, go for it! Wow, beautiful tangent. Go for it. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for the next story, we have the SEC. You know, effectively, I guess you could say that they got bitch slapped, lah. <laughs> Not bitch slapped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so the, the, the story here was that Binance was trying to, to acquire Voyager Digital's assets. And we all know that Voyager Digital right now is bankrupt, right? So like, you know, like whatever that's left, Binance is trying to acquire it. And the SEC essentially tried to block the deal. Okay. I think a, a core part of this was the VGX token. Uh, and like, you know, a, a, a big debate over whether that was a security or not. Uh, and then in bankruptcy court, you know, the US, a US judge approved the deal. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like in, in, in the written judgment or rather, you know, a, a statement, he did say that he was absolutely shocked at the SEC for interfering without giving guidance on how to address, you know, like, yeah, the concerns. So I think, I think the, the, you know, in summary here, Binance trying to do, uh, trying to do Binance, uh, acquire budget digital. Uh, I think, I think that for about hundred million US. If I'm not wrong, uh, that's, that's what the assets were worth at that point in time. And then this sale was um, being blocked by the SEC. And then that has been, you know, approved in bankruptcy court. Interesting. Interesting. But I mean, the, the SEC's arguments against the acquisition was what? Like, you know, that, that Binance will get customer data, social security numbers, and like this could be shared with their, I, I don't know, and, and what, and their offshore databases and things like that, right? Mm. I mean, it seems like a really weak point here. Like, I mean, that happens literally in every case or in every kind of like transaction or M&A deal, right? Like, you know, like with like a, you know, uh, uh, a business that kind of transacts with like customers, right? And this is always the case, right? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, at the same time, you know, uh, as this was developing, uh, there was also stories that revealed that Binance executives uh, tried to avoid uh, US regulatory scrutiny with their Binance US operations, right? Mm. 
Mm. Oh, oh, what happened? What happened? Juicy, juicy. No, I mean, Binance just uh, like, like, like they did in Singapore as well. You know, they established a local unit to service domestic customers, which shields their wider uh, global business from uh, regulatory eyes. Um, so, you know, like, I, the, I mean, the reports were of Telegram messages between the Binance executives. Uh, so... Basically, I love how Telegram messages are reported. Oh, it, 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 is, it is Telegram messages. <laughs> so like, really like, you know, I need to get more credibility that we need to. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter, Telegram messages. Wow, lovely. No, wow. no, but, but a well-trodden uh, approach here where like, you, the business would set up localized entities, right? And the, with the idea of like, I would say adding some layers between the localized chapters of the business versus like, you know, like the main global business. Uh, yeah. As to whether like, you know, how and why they were trying to avoid US scrutiny, I mean, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, you know, this, this is what uh, has been alleged. Like. And I mean, it's not surprising here. I think that this situation can be broken down into two different, you know, like questions or narratives. Uh, like number one, you know, post FTX, right? Is the SEC getting too aggressive? Uh, are they investigating or probing too much into the industry such that, you know, like, you know, it, it right now it's kind of interfering with like transactions, you know, such as this, right? And then second of all, conversely, right, you know, like is Binance, you know, becoming too powerful? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think Binance is becoming very powerful. I mean, it, it's not a Binance only situation. It's, it's with any other sectorial collapse, right? When a sector collapses and then there are one or two big boys that stay around, they will they will scoop up everyone. It's like big four, right? It used to be big eight, uh, then big six, a uh, big four, you know, nice. in, in, a, in the accounting, right? So it means same with legal, same with a lot of other sectors. Doesn't mean I support it, but it's a natural trajectory of how like essentially capitalism compounds. Like, and, and it, yeah. The bigger guys that stay around, they eat up, right? Uber and Grab eat up, right? And uh, together with TT's unit, right? So there's a lot of all these consolidation and when you have a big boy that has been consolidating that's consolidating around then they become very powerful they they set the the stage for everything right and it's uh it can be problematic especially when when the whole idea of crypto is trying to be decentralized and all that yeah but okay i i agree with you on that front but i also i also do feel that in this case the sec is overstepping because I mean, mm. this particular situation, you know, it's an MA deal. I, I don't see how this transaction has any bearing on like, you know, what they need to fix in terms of like uh, the regulatory aspect of, you know, the industry in general, right? Um, this feels more to me like, you know, a matter for like an antitrust kind of court. You know, I, 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 if it, it was like monopolistic behavior uh, that is anti-competitive, fine. I think I, I can see the argument here, but I mean, I'm not sure how this relates back to what happened with STX and like, you know, like the problems that, or rather the, the kind of situations that we need clarity on. Mm, uh, that's fair point. That's fair point. Maybe it's a different mm. group of people that should be prosecuting these guys, right? Maybe. You know, uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I think the, the bigger problem is really the monopolistic behavior. So, mm. you know, mm. and, and mm. like you said, like you have to bring essentially the FTX problem right because on some level these Binance guys ignited the FTX crisis right it's not that mm. it's not that there wasn't a matchbox there there was a yep. matchbox there there were a lot of problems there you know but these guys did a big bang run and, mm. and then and then essentially like told the whole world right these guys are assholes right and then the whole thing collapsed right? and I'm not I'm not protecting FTX right they, they gotta get their own shit done and they got their own problems internally but you cannot deny that on some level this CZ guy with the Binance guys he ignited the whole shit yes. right so I can understand if there's a story here that suggests that this thing is a, you know, a monopolistic move. Lah. No, no, definitely. But both sides have to also test the boundaries a little and see, you know, how far they can, you know, push, right? So yeah, SEC will flex a little, so will Binance. And, and now they know where the equilibrium lies. Yeah. 
sleazy CZ. <laughs> Mm, interesting interesting okay but okay, yeah fair. I mean Binance remains a top dog uh, and now the SEC has effectively uh, lost but the, yeah. but is it changing the landscape do you feel like with Binance being now the top dog I mean it's been a few months right do you feel yeah, like any I, I, any big changes I think, I think it's too early to say uh, mm. we'll, we'll just have to see how this uh, still got tremors uh, Silvergate mm. just died uh, so I mean <laughs> look I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, what, what Binance was doing with like, um, you know, the, the BUSD and, and BNB is on a similar level to what happened with FTT, like, you know, the, the, the FTX uh, uh, token, utility, to- utility token. But uh, a part of this narrative also, I, I, I do question whether, you know, what we're seeing right now, uh, this, these monopolistic practices, right, uh, by Binance. Yes, it is a natural part of like capitalism, but there's a part of me that also thinks that, you know, they, they, they might not have a choice. You know, like wow. what, what, yeah. <laughs> wow, Mark, give, coming in with the conscious, the high level <laughs> moralistic, no, like, they don't have a choice. Like, they don't, they have to do it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even talking about that, man. I'm, I'm talking about okay. like, what if, like, you know, like, I mean, they're still a private company. We don't, we don't, I mean, yes, they, they've come out to kind of like said that, you know, they, they are uh, very well collateralized. Uh, they have enough reserves, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we've, we've, we've seen that story before, right? And so it felt to me at one point when this whole thing was unfolding, right? It was kind of a winner takes all approach, right? Uh, if, if at this point, Binance is able to grow big enough such that it has its tentacles or webs everywhere, right? Um, then it, it almost becomes too big to fail already at that point. So if, if something were to happen down the road, like another bank run or some sort of crisis, right? You know, at which point then it is likely that, you know, like some sort of white knight or like, you know, like that there is, it is more likely that the regulators will have no choice but to really work hand in hand with them. Mm, yeah, okay, I, I think that that I, is the, I know what you're uh, saying. I know the longer saying. term view here about you know like why they are doing what they are doing, right? Like why, why why cough up a billion dollars uh, as a crypto recovery fund? Mm, mm, you know, mm, buying mm. shit up that like you know like frankly speaking, you, you don't you don't really need like these some of these things as part of the core business work. Mm, you know, mm, yeah. Mm. So so I I think that they want the goal here is that you know to become too big to actually fail, and that insulates it kind of washes away whatever sins that like you know like might have happened in the past. It's the same whatever thing that we sins. see. With, yeah, it's the same thing that we yeah, see yeah. with like you know like the banking crisis and the big banks. Man, they really like you know these close guys were like you know true criminals, right? But it's just too big to fail at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right? Interesting. Yeah. The reason yeah. why you know like the uh, you know, we could they could let FTX fail because you know at the end of the day, you know, if if that thing goes down, we are still trading crypto, right? <laughs> mm. If you bring it back down to like other smaller spaces, whether is it like you know on demand, like Grab and Uber, or is it like e-commerce? You know, it's 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 also the same situation. Yes, right? they, exactly. they they were all exactly. they were all bleeding money like mad. They were yeah. bleeding until the last person stopped bleeding, right? So yes. that is uh, so the, so so it is. Uh, it can be a situation. Yeah, maybe a probe uh, will, will show you that inside. Uh, also very champo one, very messy. Yeah. Right, so so that, that, there's a chance. One way that I would, I could, you could characterize what CZ did, you know, like I would say six months ago with uh, where he essentially, you know, called, uh, started the bank run, right? Uh, yes, a part of it was greed, but I also think that a part of it, you know, was probably survival. <laughs> mm. They probably needed to do it, <laughs> in my opinion. Fair, yeah. fair. And that, that, and that will be an investigative journalist piece, right? So we'll, yes. I'll, I'll wait for nice. you to give hot me takes, some takes. hot takes. Hot takes, hot takes. <laughs> I want like some Telegram for, messages. <laughs> VPN, okay? Be creative. Huh? Hey, yeah. but, but you should also point out, right, that, that this Voyager deal was approved by 97% of its creditors because they would be getting back about a 73% recovery on their assets. Oh. Yeah, so that that's that. It's not like Binance is just doing what they want. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, fair, right? Fair, fair, fair.
okay cool cool interesting i love the story we've painted yeah and then this brings me to the third story for the day right which really brings back down to this whole like innovation creative you know and, and all that jazz right so the third story for today is that ai isn't that useful for blockchain okay the idea here is um of course now chat gpt is all the rage right hey, wait just for clarity's sake are you using chat gpt to write your stuff oh all the time man all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I follow already? Don't need to read blog here, <laughs> right? But but uh, it is all the rage, you know. The politicians are talking about it. They are, they are joking about it. I, I don't understand why these uncles find it funny, you know, like in the parliament. Then they say like, oh yeah, I hope you all never use chat GPT, right? Your speech, like wake up. Lah. Okay, but anyway, anyway, right? So some people are saying that uh, chat GPT is all the rage, but not actually Web3 ready, right? So people like Phantom Founder and DeFi Architect, Andre, what is this guy's name? Crunch. Yeah, we, we were also trying to figure out how to pronounce his name. Crunch. Okay, anyway, uh, he can butcher Asian name, I can butcher his name. Lah, huh? So Andre Crunch has warned that the blockchain industry should not be too excited about AI, right? Um, why, right? Because he said that AI is not ready to be integrated with blockchain technology in its current form, um, despite OpenAI's chat GPT leading to an increase in AI-related cryptocurrencies project. Right? So essentially, it's a hype-driven kind of shit, lah, you know, where, where there's this new exciting thing, everybody is going for it. So, you know, some of these like crypto big boys or at least some of the remaining seniors left in the space you know and all of them are saying um, yeah you know don't be too excited about this whole AI thing because man, it is not aligned with what uh, blockchain wants to do and you know AI is essentially still fuzzier and in its early days law. so what do you guys think? So the backdrop right is that all the VC money that was flowing into the crypto space is now being redirected to AI related projects yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what is the crypto industry left to do with when all the money is going away? They have to say that they are AI integrated as well, right? So they can, yeah. This is like, you know, asking Bill Gates and Elon Musk to be like, you know, like friends, you know. I, I mean, <laughs> you have, you know, blockchain has been, Web3 has been touted as like, okay, this is going to change the way that we live, right? And then all of a sudden you have, you know, ChatGPT has been on trend for the past like two or three months, you know. So, so it is about whether the, the seeding like you know like what is the most innovative tech at this point in time right like what is the, so, so that media narrative right like so i think that, that that that's what's happening here and like you know it, it's just oh these two pieces of technology parts of the parts of the tech world are, are both really really cool let's see and you know let's try our best to kind of fuse them both together so that we have something coherent yeah yeah but is there a space for that i mean it's a bit of an asshole but y'all remember ask jamie <laughs> yes i do yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm too young for that well, what's hey, us, Jamie? Hey, <laughs> hey. You, know, you, you are not in Singapore. Not that you are too young for it, okay? But Ask Jamie essentially is the stupid chatbot that was on all the government websites for a period of time. Essentially, it's the AI chatbot, you know, where you ask Jamie certain things. It's no different from ChatGPT in the function that it is, right? You ask you ask Jamie something and then Jamie blurts out some questions, some answers for you. Right, and it was it was such a flop. It was so horrible, right? I think, and and I think that's why people are so amazed with ChatGPT because the way the answers are being pulled out, you know, um, is a lot is a lot more rigorous, right? So in in Actually, the, I do in remember the, la, It's like it's basically like Microsoft's. Hey, you remember ICQ? La. Do you remember ICQ? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just just want to check your age, ah. Huh? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I remember okay. the paperclip in, in Microsoft Word. La. So that's the same thing, right? Dude, I remember like, like IRC and Alamak chat, dude. That's like how No, old I don't want to talk to you. It's like you're, you're too old for me, right? <laughs> yeah, you're five, five, six years ahead, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, look, I actually... Like this, this AI tech, uh, uh, I mean, aside from ChatGPT, there are really quite a lot of different, you know, so there, there are generative art uh, and illustration tools, you know, mm. um, you, there is an AI for like generating uh, um, social media assets, mm. you know, so you could literally type in that like, you know, like I want five slides formatted for Instagram feed that feature a bald Asian guy with glasses. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Lovely. And then, and, then they, uh, and also who is, uh, uh, and about, you know, like finance, you could add that in and then mm. like it would generate something that looks cool. Yeah. Mm, mm. I don't know if you're aware, Mark, but now we have our stories on Instagram being read out by an AI Joe Biden. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, seriously? On your yeah. IG? Yeah. Oh shit. We should, we should do something. We should do something. <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, we also do use a lot of other AI tools like in our work, like, you know, things to do with like, you know, transcribing our interviews and meetings and like all, all, all that stuff that just makes work easier but okay to, to bring it back to this conversation uh chat gpt says that you know its ai can be used for smart contract management fraud detection predictive analytics mining optimization and identity verification so all these potentially very good use cases for for the crypto space uh. but but you know there are several voices within the industry that are uh skeptical about this rush to to using ai yeah in what sense like why are people skeptical in that sense i mean like like for example like um we spoke to cake defy co-founder using i mean he said that uh, the AI is too limited for blockchain tech. I think he gets a bit technical uh, saying that blockchains need to be deterministic, but AI is fuzzy in that you get a different answer each time you ask AI. I mean, it's based on your prompts, right? Essentially, how you prompt it. Yeah. Mm. But you know what's the interesting part? The interesting part is even if you use it, right, you don't actually know how the prompt works, right? You you don't know you don't know how this prompt is telling you what is behind, you know, like like even the, even a lot of the people that create this AI, right? I mean, time before AI is probably called machine learning, right? For a period of time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, even time before uh, people that created uh, a lot of people that created this AI, they say that they don't even know, you know, what is the what is the algorithm at the back. Right, because the whole idea is to is to create a set of parameters to train the AI such that it can create its own parameters to then give you the answers that are the best in class. Right. But but because you because we won't have any clue and and essentially the algorithm is ever changing because it's ever learning, it's always updating. So your prompts, right? It's like I can I mean some people can just go and try an experiment, right? You ask the same question today and you try to ask the same question in the same format three months down, right? It may have a very different set of answers. Yeah, because I mean right. the AI, you know, depending on what has happened really it would have evolved as well. Yeah. Um, but do you reckon this this could also be a UI thing? Like you know, like maybe there there needs to be some sort of you know a better better user experience where, where these um there's some transparency about how like you know like the machine is or the AI is actually like learning or no 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 bro it's not it's not about about that it's it, the the idea is so far the best in class ideas okay or the people that are in the space mm. that that I I've I've read and some people I've casually talked to they all say that they don't know how the AI ultimately creates these answers because all they are doing is to is to create a parameter to create yeah, the AI. Yeah, yeah, then the AI yeah. will create its own parameters to make the answers. Okay. Right. So so even they don't know what is this black box that's that's happening, right? So so we, which is I think what I think what the guys are saying about okay. deterministic and fuzzier, you know. Um so yeah, even the creators 
you know, uh, don't realize what is inside. And, and you know what, Reggie, um, that, that's actually a really great point. I, I don't want to kind of turn this final discussion into something a bit more ideological. Uh, you always do that, lah, bro. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you guys see this as a huge problem? Like, I mean, mm. if the creators don't even know you know, like what is actually happening behind, right? That, that to me is a huge, it raises a, a huge ethical issue because I, I think that it can definitely make work uh, a lot more efficient. It can make, you know, if, and if really you're, they're able to apply that technology to some of the infrastructural issues at the moment um, with blockchain, you know, uh, that would definitely speed things up. Right, but I, I think that it is that that part of being human, right? Uh, is 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 being able to problem solve and then learning from that, and also being able to articulate and communicate, right? If this actually becomes the norm in about you know like five years or so, you know we, we are gonna lose uh, a significant part of like our humanity. Here. You know, I I'm not even I'm not even kind of like I don't think it's that it's too extreme of a of a view here, right? I mean, if you think about, I don't need, I don't, I don't ever need to kind of draft an email again. I don't even, I mean, right now, like, you know, like I used to grow up, like when we grew up, you know, we still were able to kind of write letters to each other, right? I don't even know how to do that anymore. No, I don't, uh, I know? don't, I don't, I don't yeah. write letters. So, right. so, 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 I just want so to now, make sure now, that we are, we are a different group one, just to, yeah. just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so we, we just went from like, okay, now we're at a point where like communication is very instant. Yeah, you don't need to think too much and then we can kind of like, you know, like post something online and bam, you got, you got it done already. We're going to reach a point where like, we don't even know how to do that, man. Like, because you don't need to, we just need to kind of like, you know, key in some prompts, it's done for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, think, I think the idea here is a lot yeah. of people need to realize that when these prompts, they, they do something, they create something for you, they are really, I, I, I mean, I don't exactly know what's inside the AI, but I'm pretty damn sure there's some sort of a consensus within it in a sense that which articles are the most ranked you know how many backlinks mm. do they have you know um yeah what what are the keywords that are the hottest the the, the most written you know and, and all that right because there must be some sort of a measurement at the back for the AI to know that okay uh, this is the best answer out there right so in other words right whatever that is shooting out at you are consensus right this is what people will call best in class stuff. but if you really want to play the game right then actually you can stage it right you can stage a lot of articles and then you churn it over x period of time and then it can actually shift the consensus right uh so so that's a different discussion right but but if you are talking about like creative work you know actually creating new things and um re-envisioning data sets because data sets they come to you you can spin all sorts of stories from the same data sets right so if you are creating new things it doesn't run against what these ai are doing they are really just pulling data out to form a best-in-class answer but best-in-class is ever-changing right based on what is being put out there and how do you interpret and, and all that right so so i think that's the difference lah. but do you guys think that this whole ai thing can actually work in web3 or is that is there a space here for it or, or like it's just like gonna stay on its own for a while until like it's more developed then we look at how to come back you know or what is happening to be frank, I'm not. I really, I'm really not qualified to kind of like answer that question. Now. AI is a space where you know I I don't have the uh, subject matter expertise to weigh in on. Um, I don't know about Tim lah, but but yeah. I mean, to answer your question, whether it's going to be useful for Web three, I mean, the the crypto industry is so, is so decentralized, right? And there's like information overload and fragmentation across platforms. So this is a use case for AI because, you know, information that was difficult for users to access and comprehend 
can now be packaged uh, and delivered in an understandable form. So, I mean, I think there, there, there is a use case, but whether, you know, it is successful or it, it will be widely adopted in the future, I mean, I, I also can't say. However, there are many projects now that are experimenting with this, uh, <clears throat> with, with all the VC money flowing into the space, of course. Uh, like yesterday, um, uh, I received a press release that another AI platform called Kaito has just raised like $5 million. Not that much, but uh, big names behind it, like Dragonfly, Sequoia, a few others, which wants to transform crypto search with chat GPT. So it's, it's like basically they want to help users browse Web3 easily. Uh, so this, this, this crypto search engine is already available um, on trial. And like right now, you can't when you when you do searches, <clears throat> try to get information or whatever, you can't get stuff that's all available on Twitter, Discord, forums, on-chain dashboards, and things like that. So with all the VC money flowing to the space, uh, there there are several projects that are getting off the ground now. One of which I received a press release yesterday from another AI platform called Kaito. So they raised five million to transform crypto search using ChatGPT, transform. and they got some big names behind it like Dragonfly, Sequoia, a few others. Kaito wants to help users browse Web3 easily. Because like when, when you're searching for information online, especially crypto industry-related stuff, you know, you get your information from Twitter, Discord, forums, on-chain dashboards, all that. Not easily accessible or available, uh, especially to search engines. Um, so, you know, this, this AI platform wants to help yeah, you know, help you get information from all these uh, varied sources. Uh, uh, so you, you go, to go back to your question, is it too limited to Web3? It's still too early to say, but, you know, there, there, there is a use case because the crypto industry is so decentralized and there, there needs to be a way to pull all this uh, disparate sources of information together. Nice, nice. So yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, there still leaves uh, more room for, you know, development and see how it goes, you know, but uh, I, I think I love, yeah. L- let me just say this, uh, I, I'm excited about this technology, but I also mm. want it to fail in a way. Uh, I really do. I, I, I just, I mean, my view, I, I just don't think it's a good thing for us. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know, I know. And, and, you, and you know what's the most interesting thing? Actually, the most interesting thing about this AI, right, was when automation was built in for like white collar, like blue collar jobs, right? All the white collar people were like, yeah, this is great, lovely, good stuff. You know, we can increase margin. We can automate a lot of these things. But now that a lot of these automation and all these AI and all these things are coming in to suck up the white collar people job, yep. right? Yep. You know, uh, wow, the anger is there. Like, How can you do this? It's not ethical, blah, blah, blah. Whatever rubbish. Like, I mean, okay, it's you. not even in, in just creative work <laughs> and stuff, you know. Like, you, you don't think that mm. kind of like tr- trading can can should actually be automated. I mean, like you know, like I like having an AI to do that would be better than a human being. Yeah, that's a that's a different discussion. I'll go trade has been around for a long time and it's very hard because the, the parameters are not fixed it's dynamic right so so uh, that's a different discussion yeah, yeah anyway, anyway I'm, I'm more I'm more amazed by the amount of chatter now well, unethical <laughs> well, well, it's like wow well, you're so privileged uh. but anyway anyway uh, that's a different but, but, discussion you know I don't know I, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this like I, I'm all for it you know when I was when I was a kid growing up there was all this talk about how robots are gonna like change the world and then nobody will have to work but then like mm. the older I get the, the more I work like when <laughs> when will robots take over and I can just chill out? Actually, Tim just wants to chill. Tim just Tim just wants to chill. And you know, we're right. in twenty twenty three. You know, we're supposed to be working a lot less than before. Like especially yeah, but, for these tools and all uh, to, to, yeah, to help uh, us. Uh, yeah. 
But, that's annoying, right? Annoying. Yeah. yeah. That's a so different anyway, discussion. I'm all, for, I'm all for AI and like, please take over all our jobs. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, had yeah. enough. No, no. I think that's a very different discussion in the sense of who then owns the value created by the AI. <laughs> Are we going to do it on a socialistic front, right? Like, wow, we're going to go there anyway. <laughs> no, it's because fine. If, you, if you didn't actually create it, then it's not yours. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. like you know, like 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 that. There is no value that that is generated from there. I think that that is like the, the key thing here. But yeah, that, that that's a great question, Reggie. Okay. It's okay. We we will nationalize AI. Okay. Anyway, okay. so yeah, I mean that's what we need to do. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, take care all. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining me this week. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. And next week, I think we have a friend on the show. So yeah, Bossly. I think I'm gonna get Bossly on. Do you know Bossly? Like he has yes, quite a big TikTok I, I channel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a big TikTok channel. So his name is Brian. Uh, I hate to call him Bossly. Uh, I mean, it's like, I hate to call people by their stage name. But anyway, we'll see you all next week and uh, have a fun time. So take care, right, guys. To it. Bye. Bye. Hey Coconuts, so yes, uh, I hope you enjoy this new show that we're building together with the team at Blockhead and uh, the goal is very clear, right? We're not here to shield any token or be a cheerleader for any project but we feel that there's a lot of development that's going on in this space that we could cover and continue to be a little bit smarter um, as investors. I mean, eventually you tune in every week to a financial podcast network so that you can be smarter with your investments and if it so happened, this is something that you're looking at the crypto space, Web3, Metaverse, all these kind of stuff then that is where we're trying to cover but not from the angle of like this is good that is bad but really trying to see it from like what is happening how is it developing and I hope you find this useful and interesting right so if you want to continue to get more coverage around the crypto space check out blockhead.co and then we will see you next week